Music starts in the mind and the heart continues in time forever as art and recording can either be tough and annoying or something that's clearly more lush and rewarding. It's gotta be better than just good or great. It needs to hit hard like Bay Ruth at the plate. From rock, hip hop, and dance music to blues or pop, hard bop, and swing music, you choose. As a working musician, I can truly relate. So let's rap about your project and schedule a date. My name is Matt Williams, producer at The Eagle Room. I'm grateful to have helped so many artists create their music in this wonderful space, where together we have the talent and tools to bring ideas into reality. The Eagle Room is an efficient, full production recording studio with in-house mixing and mastering, high-quality equipment, and award-winning attention to detail. Visit TheEagleRoom.com to find out more. Welcome to another edition of the Asheville Sound. I am your host, John Lauderer. Today, we are joined by the local band Shabutica. All right, and I'm here with the band Shabutica. What's up, guys? What's going on? How are you doing? So on the phone, I have Phil, who's the drummer. How's it going? Uh, and uh, Nate, what's your instrument, Nate? Uh, keyboard and vocals. That's right. And Reed, are you the guitar player? Yes, I am. All right, cool. So, yeah, I know Phil. We were coworkers for a minute, but I've never met Nate and Reed, so it's nice to make your acquaintance. Thanks for coming on the show. Um, I've been getting to know your, to been getting to know your tunes, what you have online, and uh, some of your live performances streaming on YouTube. Um, really awesome sound you guys got going on there. Uh, Thank you. So, um, when did this project start up? How long have you guys been at it? Reed, I'll let you answer that one. Oh gosh, how long have we been at it? Uh, I would say we probably got together. I think it was the end of 2017. That's, yeah, about that time is probably when we first started gigging. Mm -hmm. But, uh, yeah, Nate and I had been playing together for a little while before that. Okay. In in a different project. Yeah, just morphed out of other projects, right? Yeah, that's, I mean, that's how most projects start. Yeah, (laughs) usually. Uh, Cool, let's get some background here. Uh, Phil, where are you from originally? So I grew up in uh, Alabama, Birmingham more specifically, and then um, I moved to Asheville by way of Boone. I moved to Appalachian. Or, well, I moved to Boone to do my master's degree at Appalachian. I have a, a percussion performance master's uh, degree. Um, and then after <clears throat> after I graduated from there, I moved down to Asheville to work part-time at the uh, at what was formerly the Music Center, but is now Music and Arts, and that's where I met John. Um, and then just kind of got introduced to the local music scene. And, um, at the time Shibutika was running a, um, a Thursday night funk jam over in West Asheville. And that's how I kind of made the acquaintance of the guys. And, um, once the old drummer, Kevin, uh, decided to, to move forward with a different project, they, uh, they contacted me and, and, um, that's how I got involved. Okay. Is that your cat? Yes, it is. <laughs> Obi. He's very vocal. He's fussing to go out. Yeah, he's loud. <laughs> Hold on a second. I'll put him in the other room. That's all right. <laughs> um, and I know that um, your previous band, Art Wavy, you were sh- sharing bills with Shibutika, right? So I guess that's how you... That's right, yeah. So the most recent 
recently um, we play <clears throat> we played with them. Gosh, that was so long ago. It was March the twelfth at ISIS mm. in West Asheville, and we uh, we shared a bill with uh, Art Wavy, which was my uh, previous project, um, and then another another boom band that was come through on tour called Foxy Moron, and they we all had a really good time, and that was a really fun fun show to play together. All right. Um, and Nate, what's your background and what brought you to the Asheville scene? Well, I come from the, uh, the non-existent music scene of South Florida. <laughs> <laughs> and that's pretty much the reasoning right there. I mean, there's just not any really good music. It's all bar bands and all that kind of stuff down there. So decided mm-hmm. to move somewhere with a little more life to it. And, uh, yeah, that's what brought me here. Okay. Okay. Was it just a, a random choice, or you just came through and fell in love? Uh, well, I had a, a decently successful project down in Tampa, and we were playing a lot uh, with bands that would come into town from Asheville. And after a while, like just talking to these guys and asking them about the town, you know, I mean, I just kind of got talked into it. Oh yeah. What bands were that? Um, uh, we were hanging out with the Fritz one day, like, okay. five years ago or some shit like that, mm-hmm. uh, really long time ago, and uh, I remember talking to, um, God, I can't remember his name now, but the, uh, the percussionist. Was it Mikey? Yeah, and he was just, and I told him, was like, you know, hey, I keep hearing about Asheville, and he's like, dude, do it, like, <laughs> I definitely suggest it. Yeah. Yeah, those guys are great. I'm hoping to have them on the show soon. Oh, that's going to be fun. Um, yeah, they kill it. Um, and Reed. Good dudes. All good dudes. Yeah. And Reed, what's your background? Uh, yeah, I'm uh, I'm from uh, Charlotte, North Carolina. Mm. So, Queen yeah, City. No, not too far away from here. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I actually came up here to go to UNCA in 2013. Okay. So yeah, just sort of been... Hanging around, I went to UNCA, did uh, my degree in, in music there. Okay. What was your concentration? And, yeah. uh, I did jazz studies and contemporary music. Okay. Very so, cool. Very cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's a good school. Um, I have a bit of a history there, too, when I was coming up. I didn't go to UNCA, but uh, I was active in their community jazz band and uh, all the things they would allow high schoolers to get involved with. So yeah, yeah, that's that's a that's a cool program. Uh, so you have a jazz background. I can hear some of that in your playing, of course. Um, do you uh, consider yourself uh, uh, more a jazz player, or what? What's your what's your concentration? Uh, well, nowadays it's sort of up in the air. Yeah. I mean, obviously, with mm-hmm. everything going on, I am a no music player. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but, well, hopefully, uh, you're practicing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, still practicing. Uh, I've been I've been teaching as well, okay. doing that online. Yep. Um, but uh, I don't know. I wouldn't necessarily say I'm I'm but I'm that much of a jazz guy because I would say more of my gigs are you know hmm. tributica and more funk yeah oriented. But definitely that all that knowledge from jazz definitely you know comes through in yeah. my playing. Well, I, I I hear I, hope. I hear a jazz influence in your uh, in your originals, especially the instrumental tunes. Uh, and Nate, do yeah. you, do you do you have a jazz background? I mean, I've I've studied 
um, jazz amateurly my entire life, pretty much. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I took classical piano when I was starting when I was like six, and uh, kind of just explored my own studies <coughs> in jazz and, and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, yes. Okay. <laughs> but, so, you know, I see myself more of like a groove-oriented person. Yeah. Okay. And, Sounds good. Moves you. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. there's lots of uh, horn arrangements in your uh, compositions. Uh, who's uh, responsible for those? That would be all Nate. Okay. Generally Nate, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, those are uh, really great arrangements. And uh, tell the truth, I can't really tell. Some of it sounds MIDI and some of it sounds acoustic. Uh, what, I, what's... If I remember correctly, I think a good bit of it is doubled on... Um, on like the the like the synth lead patches. Yeah, I can hear I that. Right. So it's just yeah. it's just synth lead doubling the horns. Uh yeah, I mean, so in the studio, uh, we basically took the three guys we had and um, yeah, we uh, layered them up to kind of fill it out. Yeah. And then kind of to achieve, uh, it was kind of inspired by Snarky Puppy, is like having mm-hmm. a synth play the line or like a guitar play the line with the horns. Yeah. To kind of just fill out the sound. Okay, well, it's it's so clean. That's why I thought it was MIDI because uh, it doesn't. doesn't no, I don't hear no, no, I don't hear any flubs in there. It's that's just, just all... the horn players right there. They're just yeah. they're, they're really good at their game. Yeah. We definitely play with some of the more talented brass guys in the area. I think for sure. Hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, that comes through. Uh, yeah, I, that's why I couldn't really tell. It just sounded like it could have been MIDI, but um, yeah, I believe you. <laughs> I'm sure it was all the real deal. <laughs> yeah. Cool, and I saw some of the live stuff you did, um, like on IMAVL. Looks like you roll with a, uh, a trombone player and a trumpet player most of the time. Yeah. And who are they? Uh, Justice Man is on trombone, mm-hmm. and uh, Patrick Allison on trumpet. Nice. I've worked with Patrick before. He's a great guy. Yeah, he's yeah. awesome. Oh, he's a great guy. Pat's a, Pat's a good dude. Yeah, he's got a wicked sense of also. humor. <laughs> very, very, very incre- incredibly smart too. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I, d- I played a fun gig with him once where we played um, what's that Dick Dale song, um, Miserloo, uh, and uh, you know the trumpet comes in halfway through. We had him come in through the back door and walk through the crowd as he played this part. Oh, that's, oh, yeah. a, that's a that's a staple of Shibutaka gigs. We have that. You do. We have a one one tune usually that will uh, you know if it's especially if it's at the end of the set. Yeah. That's just kind of this open solo jam thing that. Justice and, and Pat will, depending on the venue that we're playing at, will typically just kind of walk around and nice and wander yeah. around, and it it, it, it it generally evokes a pretty pretty good reaction. Oh yeah, people like being yeah, interactive, at, especially at these uh, smaller venues where like they can literally walk to the back of the venue and we can hear them just fine know, for the most <laughs> part. Them, yeah. <laughs> well, those yeah. are the two loudest instruments on the planet, so you better be able to hear it. <laughs> Cool. Especially with the way those guys play, they just have such incredible like sound quality. Mm-hmm. It's just yeah. it's 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 loud regardless of what they're playing. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, that's not to say that they don't have a good dynamic range, obviously. But mm-hmm. whenever whenever they're going for it, it's 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 really loud. <laughs> yeah, but it's a nice balance. Uh, I like the way you guys have your stage set up with the horns on one side facing in, the keys on the other side facing in. So you're all yeah. you know eye contact and keeping it tight. Uh, yeah. And I think I hear it sounds like uh, is it Nate? Are you giving like vocal 
um, direction while the the tune is is going on? Yeah, that's a funny story. Actually. That uh, yeah, that bass player was sitting in with us. Oh, okay, okay. We taught him all the songs right before the show. I so see. Right okay. Throughout the show, you can hear me yelling at him really job, what though. notes to play next. I got gotcha. you. Okay, <laughs> that's not a staple. <laughs> Hopefully not. <laughs> nice. Well, he did a great job. I, I couldn't really tell that he was uh, sitting yeah. in. Yeah. And uh, who do you have a normal bass player? Yes, actually, I'll answer that question. Um, so we. Um, I don't know if you guys know um, from the scene, uh, a good friend of ours, his name is Joe Mormon. Uh, Joe came to us, and I guess this was about October-ish, tell us, somewhere in there. Um, yes, thereabouts, somewhere around there. Somewhere along the line. Maybe a little, um, like September. But yeah, yeah. Um, Joe came to us, and he said, you know, it's been great playing with you guys, but, I, you know, he's struggling with um, just... Uh, tough time with his with his hands and his wrists getting kind of seasoned up on him a little bit and he mm. said you know i don't i don't i'm not really sure if i can keep doing this um and so we said okay we appreciate you letting us know um so it's time to find a bass player and we had a, you know um a good friend of ours um uh brennan dugan who actually plays with the fritz um sat in for us for a couple of shows but then as we were trying to find somebody that we could um that was a little bit more regular uh, a good friend of mine named uh, Hinton Edgerton who actually played we played in Art Wavy together so we had been playing together for a while I hit him up and I said hey man would you be interested in just like coming by a rehearsal just to check it out and see what you think um, and he ended up doing it and it, he just he just fit really well it was a it was a it was it was just a really good fit he the playing style um, but he kind of that he kind of puts out just really fits the vibe really well and it works great as a rhythm section for um you know he and i because we've played together for going on almost four years now mm. um in the previous project and so um yeah, so yeah I mean, hinton was a really good welcome addition yeah the way y'all connect to i mean it just made perfect sense to bring him in yeah for sure and oh. he has a ridiculous ear he has it's 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 crazy. He's got like perfect pitch and he can just, he can hear directly where a line is going almost like all the time. So it was, it was pretty easy to get him worked in too. So. Okay. So he was the bass player for Art Wavy. Is that right? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. He still is. Yeah, okay. He, Double yeah, duty. He still, he still, yeah. He still plays bass with Art Wavy. Okay. Um, he plays with us. Uh, and he also has his own solo project called Bill's Garage, I think. Oh. Which they have some <laughs> they have some really excellent uh, uh, music videos on YouTube that I would encourage you guys checking out. They're they're mm-hmm. funny. Okay, check it out. Uh, so let's um, talk a little bit about some of these recordings you've done. Uh, the the four tunes you sent me these are these all off the same album. Yeah. Okay. And uh, is this uh, something you guys recorded recently? Uh, we recorded it probably, well, I guess we recorded it in December of 2018, I believe. Okay. And what and studio? That, yeah. Yeah. In the studio and uh, came out, in, you know, about a year ago, actually. It was mm. uh, Sedgwick Studios that we recorded at. Okay. Uh, and where's that? I haven't heard of that one. Uh, down it's, in, it's sort of uh, 
Flat Rock. Uh, okay. Sort of a little bit past Hendersonville. Okay. Nice. I bet it's nice and quiet out there. It's easy to concentrate. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah, when we when we went out there, it actually had just snowed, so we were oh. very isolated out there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that, that's a good time of year to record in the winter uh, when the the scene is quiet. Yeah. It's time we were to... shooting for uh, we were shooting for trying to get everything together and getting a week in the studio to record the next record, like uh, in June. But with the way that everything's gone, uh, it's kind of kind of hard to know what that timeline for sure is going to look like. But um, hopefully, we'll be getting back to. Okay. Um, rehearsals pretty soon and, and getting we've got you know all of the tunes that when we were when when all of this kind of started happening we were still gigging we had pretty much a whole album listing like ready we had a track list ready to go I think we were moving around a couple of things and so we had the material like ready to go but obviously now it's it would take a little bit of dust and off the chops to make sure everything was nice and tight before we got back in the studio but mm-hmm. yeah I think we had like uh, or, it was like 11 or 12 tunes. Yeah, 10 to 12 tunes. Yeah, yeah I think we're shooting for like a 12, 12 song full length. Yeah, going a little bit longer this time around. Okay. And uh, all these tunes are pretty unique uh, in amongst themselves. And uh makes me wonder, uh, what is your creative process like? Uh, is, there, is there one songwriter in the band or is it pretty collaborative? Well, uh, called the snack pack mm. and kind of the reason why we called it that was it was uh essentially little snacks little tastes of like um different you know styles that everyone was bringing to the group mm. and you can tell i mean there's definitely like a wide genre variety mm. on that ep yeah and uh yeah i mean uh that ep you know um a lot of us were just coming together with you know random ideas just kind of getting up after or like in between practices during the week and just uh kind of shooting stuff around and uh mm-hmm. yeah kind of just filmed yeah this. okay and i think uh, oh sorry go ahead i was just gonna say uh sort of each of those songs sort of has like a different way that it you know sort of came to be you know some of those songs are you know like uh the the song fat cat is i mean made pretty much walked in the door he's like i have this tune mm-hmm. it's ready to go Whereas, you know, other tunes were just sort of like, oh, I would write, you know, some chords and hash out some lyrics with, uh, you know, another band member. And then, you know, Nate would come in and do, uh, you know, a horn line over the whole thing. And it sort of tied it all together. Yeah. Yeah. So is it safe to say that the tunes that are are vocal, uh, Reed wrote the tune and the instrumental tunes, Nate probably wrote the tune? Is that safe to say? uh, I would not say that. Okay. (laughs) Always the case by any means. I'd say a good way to sum it up, like especially for the instrumentals um, and so a lot of our more recent tunes that are going to be coming out soon. Um, I put a lot like little um, sessions together in Ableton with like MIDI and, and stuff and um, just like basic uh, bones ideas. And then uh, I'll send those out to the band that we come to practice. And uh, these guys are really good at just bringing those tunes to life. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know what I mean? They really come alive. 
mm-hmm. when the band gets yeah. yeah. And, you know, there are also some instances where, you know, Nate will have different parts and we're like, okay, we need to, you know, work out a transition and then it'll be, you know, a few of us, you know, usually Nate, me, and, uh, you know, lately Hinton, just sort of like working out. It's like, all right, what's a cool, you know, way we could get back to where we need to be and, and you know, different elements like that. Mm-hmm. All right. You know, Phil will always throw in some really interesting hits and maybe flip the rhythm around in a way we weren't thinking about it before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think, I think just in general with most of the newer tunes, like for sure it's, it has been like largely, um, and it wasn't necessarily like delegated to any one person, but Nate just kind of just said, Hey, I've got all of these songs that I think we like, if he, he, he had the, 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 stru- the basic structure for all of them. And then he said, you know, what can we do with, with this, I really like the way that this turnaround works, or et cetera, et cetera. And it's it's a relatively collaborative process, but I definitely think like um, that it that it could be said that most of the beginnings of the general tunes like kind of start as um, with Nate's sort of uh, like foundation and framework. Yeah. Okay. For sure. Yeah. So the the four tunes we're gonna spotlight today, uh, two of them are vocal tunes, and two of them are instrumental. Um, and the instrumental tunes seem to definitely, um, uh, you know, throw, throw their weight to, uh, bands such as Snarky Puppy, Ghost Snope, stuff like that. Um, yeah. was that, uh, is that kind of the sound you were, uh, trying to go for, for those songs? Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, uh, my biggest inspirations are probably like Lettuce, Snarky Puppy, uh-huh. um, Highest Coyote, mm-hmm. which doesn't really show up too much on this EP, but in a lot of our newer songs, we've definitely gone uh, <laughs> a little and, yeah. full, full neo soul. It's, it's really fun, track. too. <laughs> and I, I think on some of the new tunes, for sure, like it's definitely it's really interesting to see the like the different um, the different like influences that people pull from. So like Nate's like really big into like he said like lettuce and Sparky puppy and reads a huge Chicago and Steely Dan fan. And I like really weird rhythmical things like from that, like are derived from like kind of like prog rock and metal, like type of stuff. Um, and so, and it's, it's just really interesting to see like all of the different things that are brought to the table by each like individual member, especially like when it comes to like a collaborative process. But mm. um, yeah, it's just the, all of the different influences that are, that are that each individual member brings to the group. Like, it's funny because, like, if you set us down and said, who are, like, some of the five different bands that you're listening to right now, like, probably none of us would say, um, like, in my experience anyway, probably none of us would say, like, the same five groups, um, and all five of them would be, like, really, really different, but then when we sit down to play with one another, it's 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 kind of interesting because it all, it all, um, <clears throat> trying to think what the right words to say here are. Um, it all just like comes out really organically and there's not like a whole bunch of clashing of like clashing of different like stylistic yeah um, approaches and approaches and ideas yeah well it sounds like you bring all of your influences uh, together and uh, and and work it out uh, as a band uh, and create uh, a pretty unique sound um, even though you're working within a certain framework like in the funk funk rock framework uh, you know, you guys have a sound that uh, 
is is pretty unique compared to other bands and i've enjoyed getting to know these tunes and the first song we're going to uh, spotlight is fat cat uh and this is one of the tunes that had that has a horn lead uh with a synth uh that pretty much carries the tune and uh, also shows some jazz influence with everybody getting their solo and some some trading and this and that going on um and, and nate this was your brainchild pretty much yeah all right this was actually one of the uh, first tunes that I think when, you know, the original lineup was getting together, this was just a tune Nate already had mm-hmm. written out. And well, I, like, wrote right. it, I wrote it after um, you and Jamie talked to me about forming the band. And I, I wrote three tunes. Um, basically Which all, e- all made the EP, I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, shrimp fried rice and... Uh, Slide Out and Fat Cat were those three tunes that I wrote, just so kind of we had some kind of, I guess, like a stepping stone to move forward from, you know? Mm-hmm. All right, so that was the foundation of the band right there. Um, and yeah. then, and then uh, Nate, I guess you brought in your vocal tunes, uh, and, and that gives a kind of a nice dichotomy of the band, the, the two the two sides of Shibutika. Uh, and and the vocal tunes are, are pretty different com- compared to the instrumental tunes, and your vocal style is is really smooth too. You have a nice kind of a soulful rasp. Uh, it's actually kind of funny on the on the album tunes. We actually the 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 record has um, features Kevin Scott on vocals. Actually, oh okay, um, I'm sorry. Who is now? No, 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 it's cool. Um, not a lot of people know about that. Yeah. He's now playing with um, Hustle Souls, and oh, he uh, and so he did the record. And there's actually one tune on there that Nate um, had the lead vocals on. It's called um, Space Cadet. And ever since <clears throat> when I was brought on board and Kevin left the group, that was when Nate kind of took over uh, primary vocal duties. So like all of the like regular recordings that you can get your hands on with like the record itself is all Kevin singing with the exception of Space Cadet. And then all of the live videos that you have seen with us since, uh, I guess. Would have been, uh, July last year. Yeah. July, July, August, um, has Nate handling the lead vocal duties. Oh, okay. Is Kevin the drummer for Hustle Souls? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I get it. All right. Makes sense now. Okay. Um, well, the first tune we're going to listen to is Fat Cat. Um, and, uh, this is, is this the lead the lead song on the EP? Uh, it's kind of the one that's from the EP that's most regularly in the set list. Gotcha. So 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 I guess you could say that. Sure. Okay. <laughs> Have you released any singles off this album yet, or what are you, are you pushing Not yet? Them? Okay. Cool. Well, let's give a listen to some of Fat Cat here by Shabutica.
Oh, man, that song was so good. <laughs> and we're back here with Shibutika. That was Fat Cat. Next tune we're going to check out is These Days. This is a vocal tune. Um, uh, what's the story behind these? Uh, this song? Who wrote the lyrics? Well, so uh, the lyrics for this one. So uh, this was sort of, you know, earlier when I was talking about how there are sort of different, you know, processes or processes for how songs come together. Uh, this one was actually just a song that I had the chords for and, uh, you know, the uh, old drummer and vocalist Kevin came over one day and we just sort of, you know, hung out, knocked around lyrics. And so we sort of wrote it together in terms of, of that. And then, you know, we brought it brought it to practice and uh, then Nate took it home that week and just came up with this beautiful horn line to, you know, fill it out. Mm-hmm. So it it was really one of those moments where everybody sort of added their own, own yeah. part to it. And that's kind of a good peek into it. It's like, as soon as uh, they played that song to me, I was just like, I have to write horn lines to this. I mean, it's, it's too good, you know? Mm-hmm. It's too open for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a groovy tune. Uh, I also really think it's cool too. Like some of the, um, some of the tunes that are on this particular EP that we still play sound a good bit different from the way that we, the way that was they were originally recorded. So, like for instance, like there were some, there were some hits in the horn line that weren't originally written as hits, but when when. I kind of brought the idea to the table that it was like, oh man, it would be really cool if we would turn this part into like, add some real, some emphasis and accents on this part and kind of break up the phrasing a little bit. Um, and just like the way that the, the tunes keep evolving in that sense is something that I just like really, really love and appreciate about the group is that like, it's always changing and it's always something different. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, that's shows you're doing it right. Uh, like for instance, I'm a I'm a big Led Zeppelin fan. I love their live recordings, and if you oh, yeah. if you listen to their live recordings from '69 to '79, they'll mm-hmm. the same song. Like for instance, "Days Confused." Like it changes every time they play it. Uh, yeah, right. And and that's that's probably just to keep them from you know hating the song <laughs> after playing it a thousand times. <laughs> so I, it, that's that's how you, you stay sane as a musician. I'm sure. Um, yeah. So we're going to listen to some of this tune by Shaputika these days.
back here with Shabudica. Next tune we're going to listen to is Shrimp Fried Rice. It's another funky piece with a horn line lead. Um, lots of great saxophone work on this one uh, and trombone and killer synth solos on this one as well. Um, was this, you said this was written around the same time as Fat Cat, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and when it comes to tunes like this, like, you know, those two tunes are, you know, they're they're siblings, pretty much. Uh, <laughs> they they really are. Yeah. yeah. So you know, um, but they have different attitudes, you know. Uh, so when it comes to composing a song like this, um, how do you separate these ideas into different songs and make them a cohesive whole? Uh, like for instance, um, you know, when you wrote Fat Cat, you had this awesome line, you know. This this funky tempo, great backbeat, shrimp fried rice, kind of a similar concept, um, but a different tune altogether. Um, yeah. Were, were were they at, like at one point the same song, and then you split them apart, or how did that process work? Uh, not for these two. I mean that that can happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, the way I approach writing really is just like an exploration, you know. And I just uh, I sit down most days at the keyboard and. Uh, just kind of mess around until you know something floats by that i'm like okay mm-hmm. you know i can i can do something with this and uh so born out of improvisation for the most part yeah yeah uh pretty much yeah everything i do is uh, just basically improvise uh writing uh-huh. and uh, do you like when you wrote these songs had you been inspired by something in particular uh back then i was uh listening to a lot of uh Lettuce, uh, Soul Live. Hmm. Um, yep. Soul Live, I can so, hear that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. All right. Cool. Um, so this tune, uh, 
this has probably more jazzy influences, it seems to me, um, especially with the trading, uh, with the the sax and the and the horn. Uh, is there a baritone sax on this song, or am I? Is it tenor? There is. Okay. Yeah. That's what I thought. It sounds good, buddy Jamie Berlin, who is oh yeah, no longer no longer in the area. He lives in New York now. That's right. He skipped up north. Well, <laughs> hope he's doing okay up there in the big city. Yeah, <laughs> I think he's doing all right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, so this is some of the tune "Shrimp Fried Rice" by Shibutika. back here with Shibutika. The last tune we're going to spotlight is Going Home. And this is a very different tune than what we've heard so far. Dude, uh, I love this song. I wish we would bring it back into the set list personally, but I've never admitted that openly. But <laughs> I, uh, well, now you know. 
Uh, and it's also really funny that in my short time with the group, I've, like I said, I've only been I've only been with the band since uh, July, August of last year. Like officially, my first gig was like August first, I think, of last year at Sierra Nevada at the outdoor like event that they were having. But this is the only tune that like we've ever played at a that we've had like a fan like specifically come up and like request it. Mm. To, to my knowledge, anyway, mm-hmm. that was an original song. Okay. Yes. Yeah, I, I could be wrong about that, but yeah, this is a soul ballad, uh, six eight soul ballad tune. Um, really great vocals and a killer tenor sax solo. Is that Jamie on that? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he, he crushes it. Um, and uh, was this another tune that you had co-written with the uh, the former drummer? Uh, this one was actually. Uh, Mostly by myself, for okay. the most part. This is actually one of the few songs, like, I, I feel okay claiming, like, majority ownership of it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, uh, I had actually started writing it with um, uh, one of our friends, uh, Melissa Rains, who she does, you know, different vocal stuff. She's been, you know, doing, doing her own thing for a little while. But uh, we had started writing it one day, and then, you know... I just sort of kept going with it, and uh, I really wanted to sort of do, yeah, definitely in that six eight like James Brown, Otis Redding kind of mm-hmm. vibe of of ballad, and you know, that's just sort of what came out. Yeah, you nailed it. I'd say so. Uh, and is this you on vocals or no? This is actually still Kevin on it's vocals. Kevin, okay. That's, gotcha. I think probably the biggest reason we haven't brought it back is you know. Oh. That real rasp in his yeah, voice. He, is, he does. He does have a, a very distinct voice. Yeah. yeah. Tricky, tricky to emulate. I hear you. Yeah. And soul singing is is really a, a gift, and not many people can pull it off. I understand that. Yeah. 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 Well, uh, maybe you can uh, find find. Yeah. Some, maybe maybe I'll work it up or something. Yeah. Like find some soul in your heart and pull it out. Uh, this is uh, some of the tune by Shibutika going home.
back here with Shibutika. So guys, I'm sure you guys had a lot of uh, gigs lined up uh, before the pandemic hit. Um, yeah. What, what what are your plans going forward? Well, we've actually, um, I, we have like a group message going on and, and it's, it's all been kind of crazy and we're just now like starting to get, I think back in the rehearsal mindset for, um, and trying to, mm-hmm. you know, play, playing that for a time that's, that's you know everybody feels comfortable and and and, and safe with uh, so i think that's that's first and foremost is making sure we can get everybody back in the same place like mm-hmm. yeah safely mm-hmm. um and then from there i'm not really sure what the word is on on any upcoming performances just because like no one really knows it, you, you hear one thing and then it keeps getting pushed back and further back and further back <laughs> right but, um i think uh for me personally, I think something is, uh, it's, it's, we've got the, we've got the record tunes like pretty much picked out. I think now it's just like a matter of, um, getting it all solidified and, and making sure that they're all really tight and then, um, just going, hopefully getting in the studio within the next little, you know, next couple of months here and, and, um, and, uh, getting the, get that new record cut. Yeah, I mean that's that's the way I see it. You know, uh, the music scene is going to look very different for for you know a while for a while. So <laughs> I think uh, just focusing on getting this new album out is really uh, is a really key goal to have in a time yeah. like this. For sure. Okay. Yeah. What kind of changes do you think we'll see? Like less venues, probably. Oh jeez, I don't even know, man. Like it's 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 crazy to think about because I keep seeing like all of these various um these various different like quote unquote action plans for um for different places and it's just i don't know it's it's tough to say for sure um just because it's 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 so frequently evolving into into um like the approach is constantly evolving in the way that you know we we decide that we can or can't be together i'm not really sure i think like this is just my personal feeling anyway. Um, I think like you'll probably see like outdoor music gigs, like start to yeah. kind of yeah. ramp, ramp back up in popularity just because like, you know, if you, if, if you, if you keep people far enough apart outdoors, like there's no reason necessarily that, you know, th- it would take a lot of logistics and planning. And I definitely think that it's, it's way too soon to start doing things like that. But, um, 
you know, you see clips of, of people in Germany that are doing like drive-in raves and things like that. So, you know, mm-hmm. um, it's, it's just kind of, a, uh, you know, it's, it's like Nate was saying, it's just gonna, it's gonna look very different, but I don't think, I think it's too soon to say for sure exactly what it's gonna look like. And I, I think also like something that's really cool, um, is like the, like the level of creativity that people have brought to like playing music together. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I think, uh, John, you had a guest on not too long ago, Jason DeCristibero and how he's like, oh, yeah. how he's still been able to kind of perpetuate the whole like live jazz idiom. Yeah. More or less by getting like pe- various people to play on various like solo recordings with him, mm-hmm. and just I think that that's something that's re- that's really interesting, and that that you know the, the, there's something to be said about all that. Yeah. Sorry, I took over answering that question. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, Jason has done a, a tremendous job in uh, adapting and surviving uh, in the current climate, and uh, I love all the the work he's done uh, with his compositions uh, on the. Uh, like I'll, I guess he's using maybe the acapella app. I'm not sure, but you know, yeah. g- getting everybody together and uh, and over overdubbing the parts and making it sound really cohesive. Um, yeah, I got nothing but respect for Mr. Christofaro. Um, mm-hmm. So, um, you think we will be hearing some new material from you guys by the end of the year, maybe? Absolutely. I mean, that's yeah. Cool. That's 100 uh, percent my goal is to uh, have this album out before the end of the year. All right. Well, uh, let's hope that happens, and let's hope you're back on stage sooner than later. And, guys, I appreciate your time, and uh, look forward to, to seeing you out there on the scene soon. Yeah, thanks for having us on, John. Big thanks to Shibutika for joining me today. Please check out the music links on this page and check out their live shows in the future. And until next time, y'all take care now. Virtual live streaming online music lessons are here. Need to brush up on your guitar skills? Improve your singing voice? Remember how to play that old dusty piano in the corner? Well, Asheville Music School has got you covered. They teach students of all ages, yes, adults too, and skill levels, and any style of music you're into. Visit AshevilleMusicSchool.org to inquire and learn about dozens of great music teachers. Asheville Music School is a nonprofit organization strengthening Western North Carolina communities through music education and outreach. Once again, visit AshevilleMusicSchool.org for all your music learning needs.